Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Today is Trinity Sunday, and it is the only principal feast day in our tradition that is completely dedicated to a theological understanding, a doctrine of the church. All of the other principal feast days in the church celebrate an event in the life of Christ or in the life of the church. So in one sense, today is a day when we celebrate a major doctrine in the church, the Trinity. It is a celebration of how God has revealed himself to us. And how has God revealed himself to us? As Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So therefore, the Trinity is one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Trinity is also mysterious. It's a mystery. It is beyond understanding. And we would be wise to heed the advice of the Lutheran reformer, Martin Luther, back in the 1500s, who said, to try to comprehend the Trinity endangers your sanity. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so today, we will leave the detail of the fine points of the Trinity to the creed of St. Athanasius, which we will say in response after this homily. And uh, there's a, if you didn't get one, there's a full sheet of, of that, and we will say that in response uh, in place of the Nicene Creed today. For our focus today, I want to look at our first reading from the book of Isaiah. The beginning of chapter 6 was the reading, verses 1 through 8. And the narrative tells the story of how Isaiah was called to be a prophet to his people, which wasn't an easy task. Isaiah certainly lived in difficult times and had a difficult message to share with the people of God. Now, in our narrative today, we have his call to serve God. It was shortly after King Uzziah died that Isaiah had a vision, a vision of the throne room of God and, and angels were all around and they were worshiping God saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. We hear these same words in the vision that John had in the last book of the Bible, Revelation. We also sang those words today in our opening hymn. And in seeing the majesty of God, the throne room of God, the purity and the glory, the power of God's love and the power of God's justice, Isaiah responds, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. When Isaiah saw how great God was, he realized how powerless he was. When Isaiah saw how pure God was, he realized how unclean he was. When Isaiah saw the majesty of God, he had a better understanding of the depravity of his own sin. And that is the way it works for us too. The more we spend time in the presence of God, the more we, we read the scriptures praying and worshiping God, we find a God who is pure and holy and powerful and mighty. And we get a greater sense of just how far we are from perfection. We have a greater understanding of the weight of sin. And not only the magnitude of sin in our life, 
but also in our world, our nation, our community. The grace of God, the kindness of God leads us to repentance because we see our imperfections. We see how much we need God. And so often when we experience God, our response is just like Isaiah's response. Woe is me. I'm lost. And yet, this loving, kind, good, and just God doesn't just leave us in that state of understanding our failure and living in our miserable state, the wretchedness of our sin, as it says in liturgies past. Merciful grace belongs as much to the essence of God's holiness as justice and purity. You see, God rescues us by his mercy and grace. He lifts us out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He sets our feet upon a rock and gives us a firm place to stand, as the psalmist wrote in Psalm 40, verse 2. You see, he puts a new song in our mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. And when we see and fear the Lord, we put our trust in him. As the psalmist goes on to say in verse 3. In our reading, one of the hosts of God flew to Isaiah holding a live coal and some tongs and from the altar. And he touched Isaiah with it, symbolizing his cleansing. And the angel said, now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. You see, there is only one place to go for the forgiveness of sins. And that's not the hospital. It's not the courthouse. The only place to go is the altar of God. And it was on the cross that the ultimate sacrifice was given. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for the sins of the world. It is this sacrifice that we are made clean when we, by faith, receive the grace of God the forgiveness of sins. We are made clean. Our sins are blotted out. We no longer live under the guilt of sin. We become children of God, co-heirs with Jesus, as we heard in our reading from Romans chapter 8 today. So when we encounter the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we are mesmerized by the holiness of God, understanding how far short we are, And God lifts us up by his grace, just like he did Isaiah. And then, church, what happens? When we see the beauty of God, realize that we need him. And we express by by faith that Jesus Christ is our Lord, that he is our Savior because of the cross. What happens next? We join a mission. We join a team, a family that has one goal, to redeem that which was lost. Isaiah heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah responded, here am I. Send me. Isaiah answered the call. You see, that word send, that little four-letter word, S-E-N-D, send, is one one of the keys of all of Scripture. 
We worship a sending God, a God who is on a mission. We heard this same word from the lips of Jesus in our gospel today when Jesus said a verse that, that all of us probably know, John 3, 16 and 17, for God so loved the world that he gave or he sent his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Verse 17, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. That is the sending God, the mission God that we serve. God sent his only Son into the world to save the world, and God sends us too. That is what Jesus told his disciples before he ascended into heaven, and our in our church year just so many days ago, on Ascension Thursday, Jesus said, this, was, this is from Matthew 28, Therefore go, that's sending, therefore go, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We are sent into the world. And that is the story of Pentecost too. We heard the story last week. It is about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to equip us to go on this mission into the world to share the good news of Jesus. And so today, God asked the question from our Isaiah reading to us. Once again, he asked, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And may we answer this amazing God, this true and holy God, creator of the universe, God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. May we answer. Here am I. Send me. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.